What's good, everybody? It's your host, Saucy, here with the One Shot Podcast. I'm with my co-host, Rinks. What it do, everybody? How's everybody doing today? I'm with the founder of Team Havoc and a recurring member of the One Shot Podcast, Mr. Shields himself, the myth, the man, the legend. Say what's up. What's up, what's up, what's up? Man, we got some interesting topics for y'all today. We got some interesting, you know, just interesting talks in general. By the way, this is a 21-plus stream, or if you're hearing this, if you want to hear this and sip with us, you can. You're more encouraged to uh, we're gonna start like this. right now. Give me one second. I'm gonna take my sip right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. All right. <clears throat> Are we good? We good? We good? Boy, choking on a plan. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa! Hey, 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 oh, we're not choking. We're not choking. Okay, I'm clearing my throat. Relax. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. anyway. Uh, we're gonna say it brings the embarrassment. Anyway. Wow. Uh, okay, Mr. Okay. Shields, I'm glad you're here with us. You know, yes, there's a lot of potential in gaming nowadays, especially within orcs. You know. Mm-hmm. I saw Phase design uh, destroying for the Phase Sports. So that's you know, you know, where do you see us on a scale from when we started to now, and how can we compete and even be better than these big name brands? Right. So we are a thousand percent better than when we were, when we were in 2020 I agree. by by a way of just our structure, our talent. We wouldn't be able to compete and win any of these divisions and and our competitive ways we wouldn't be able to produce content that got over 100 views like we've we've been really through it through it all the last two years but the thing is we are like i said we're probably a thousand percent better but we have ten thousand percent to go and it has to do with getting more talent getting better at our content and reaching people i believe that we're underrated right now in terms of where we are on the spectrum of people knowing about us but at the same time we can do better and we and it's not like oh woe is us we deserve more we have to get there so yeah we 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 rank probably in the top 1000 in the world top 2000 in the world realistically realistically we're probably in the top 2000 in the world for gaming organizations but that has to do with a couple things we're we're not invested into. We are 100% an organization built by the gamers, basically. And yeah, we have a bright future ahead of us. I will add on to that real quick because yeah, even, even, even me joined the team because now I'm a, I'm a partial owner in this esports team. And I will say the amount of changes that have occurred since I've joined when I first joined to, to now is like, I feel like one thing for sure is professionalism. I mean, like when I first came here, I saw this team and I was like, wow, this is a step up from where I was a huge step from where I was before. And it's crazy to think how you may think, oh, is it, this is this is a it's a bigger step. You're doing a lot better. So now it's like, nah, you had no idea how much better you can get. You had no idea how much potential you were able to reach within an organization like for example i remember a lot of times like for even like our previous like just the talks me and shields have is just on a different level like before it used to just be hey what's good hey you want to play blah blah but then now it's like on more like much more intellectual levels like we're talking more about ideas like thinking of ideas oh this happened this happened what's up with this what's up with that like just so much as like there's so much more going on as far as the organ i just love talking about it like whether it's bad whether it's good in my eyes 
I see it as improvement. As crazy as this sounds, even though it may be a bad thing, maybe it's not like a bad thing. It does not matter to me because I see like, okay, we didn't have to worry about this problem a couple months ago. Was it a bad thing? Technically, you could say it's a problem. So yeah, it's a it's, it's a good thing, but technically not. It's one of those things where it's like, it's sort of like, oh man, I scraped the bumper of my Ferrari. But now it's like, oh man, somebody, you know, you, the version of you years ago would have been like, dang, I'm glad I don't have to pay for that. But it's just like, now you leveled up and now you're able to pay for that. Think about it. So now it's like, even with the problems, I cherish the problems more because now it's like, I'm in a better position to where I'm dealing with different things. I know I kind of went on a tangent about that, but yeah, I just, I just loved how much we've excelled as a team to this very day. Right. And, you know, to add on to that, you know, seeing as I was in other orgs before I joined Team Havoc, you know, the difference of professionalism is definitely there. Um, And, you know, for what we've accomplished in two years is, like, crazy. So I definitely see, you know, us in the future elevating in terms of content creation, in terms of production, everything is just going to go up. Um, Speaking of... uh, We're from Eagle Nation. We're on Team Havoc. We're all professional and stuff like that. We haven't, you know... (laughs) It's a whole huge step up to me, man. Speaking of gaming... There's still more to go. Speaking of gaming, what do y'all think about the gaming sense as a whole? Because, you know, like, Black Ops 2 days, Black Ops 1, Modern Warfare 3, Modern Warfare 2 days, little ranks, little shields, little me would come home, play Call of Duty, probably get smacked up if he wasn't that good. I don't know if he was that good back then. But those games were simple. You know, gaming is kind of, hit, in my opinion, a, a stale point. It's not many annual releases in terms of good titles. There isn't, you know... Look at Call of Duty. Call of Duty's falling. Oh, Battlefield. Battlefield One just dropped down to a thousand players. I mean, not Battlefield One. The Battlefield most. the new, the, the newest Battlefield. What was it twenty twenty forty two? Dude, so I'm so scared to even buy that game because I have it. You know, I don't even play it no more. It's a waste of money. Dude, think about it, bro. Like I remember the first, I was about to buy it because people were saying the game's bad. I don't even. Really I don't see this. This is one thing with me. I'm one of those people that's somewhat hard-headed, especially when it comes to video games. If I feel like a game can be good, I'm hard-headed. If somebody says it sucks, I'm like, I have to play it in order for me to truly say that it sucks. Because there's always going to be some guy that say it sucks. Like, let's be honest. Somebody genuinely is going to think that Black Ops 2 is an overrated Call of Duty, no matter how many people like it. I'm not going to lie to you. So, you know what I'm saying? That's, That's just how it is. But... I didn't even try it because people are saying their 3090s are blowing up. <laughs> and the 3090 at the I time when that, that game shit. dropped was more than my PC cost. Like I remember that shit. Like you might yeah. as well go buy a new PC if you if your if your GPU goes out. Like that's how crazy it was. So I'm like, if these GPUs are blowing out over a $60 game, like there's no way I'm gonna buy this. So off rip, that scared off a majority. And I'm not the only person who was scared off by that. A lot of other people were scared off. Some people bought new GPUs and did not even touch the game again. So to think that that is how you start off, it's you can't come back from that. I think I feel like that's one of those times where it's just like, all right, this is a bad year. It's okay. We just take it because that's how it was a battlefield. Um, now you said as far as gaming, um, I feel like that's kind of a broad question, but like I would go definitely in the topic of Call of Duty because I'm in uh, the Call of Duty community. I play mostly Call of Duty whenever I make content. Pretty much, I don't pretty much only make Call of Duty whenever I make content. But the one thing I will say about Call of Duty, um, I, I like the point how Saucy had mentioned he had said like it's almost like it's becoming stale. And this, it's 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 weird. I, I, I want to know y'all's opinion on this too. Mm-hmm. Isn't it weird how Call of Duties have advanced 
we've advanced, but somehow it's still stale at the same time. Let me elaborate, right? You know what? We will have a million skins. We now have 10 attachments per gun, right? A bunch of camos, all this other stuff. But for some reason, the games get staler even faster. Is, is, am, am I odd for thinking about that? No, but I think it's I think it matriculates with to the algorithm they have it. Like, think about it. Most people, if we're not doing what we do or in that part of our world, not even playing for money, you're just simply the player. Casual playing gets bored down, especially when you got scale based matchmaking. You're gonna run into a bunch of games and ranks and shields and all. You're gonna get pissed. Um, but I feel like that adds onto it. Like it doesn't. It's no reward system for scale no more. Like back in the old days. Black Ops One sniping, that took a skill. Mm-hmm. Sniper the sniper with the L, what is it? The little, the L one, whatever the little pool. The L nine six. What? Yeah, Why are you talking about Black Ops One? Black right? Ops One. Black Ops One. Yeah. L nine six eight one. To snipe with a, to snipe just in general that game, it was fucking hard. Because there wasn't. No, I mean, yes, the quick scope was a thing, but it wasn't. It wasn't really a thing. You feel me? Silent shotting, trick shotting. It was one of those things where it it's all like, took skill. It wasn't just it, no easy shit. It had so much, and I'm, I'm going to pass it on to Shields because me and you have been talking too much. But <laughs> it, it's it takes so much. Like it was one of those things where it's like it wasn't that it was that the mechanics were bad. It's not that mm-hmm. the mechanics were bad. It was one of those things where it was like it was just difficult. Yeah, very difficult. Which requires skill. Yeah, like like I could like I could run around now on Rebirth Island, and it, in the first three no scopes, I. Quick, I just headshot one shot down somebody with a car 98. And it's one of those things, just like, yeah, it's kind of funny, but then it's just like, all right, at one point, when you, because I'm rat test this one time, right? I used to see people post all these no scope clips, and I'm like, bro, this is crazy, man. How are they hitting all these no scopes? I want to try it myself, and I'm like, bro, this is a lot easier than how I think it is, because for some reason, the hip firing mechanics in Modern Warfare on the Modern Warfare Warzone engine is inc- like insane for some odd reason. I have no idea why. But I'm going to pass this on to Shields. Shields. So I I cracked the code why it's boring slash stale. Well, guess what? So about 10 years ago, 12 years ago, when these games came out, they were made for the broad public. So there was balance amongst all guns. You could pick an ACR up and a UMP 45. Same, same recoil, same everything. Everything Mm -hmm. is the same. There is no, you know, different challenges with each gun. And because of that, Every single person could succeed, and that's why you had – you really didn't necessarily have skill-based matchmaking or not. You just had no algorithmic – you didn't have an algorithm back then. People mm-hmm. had servers. You filled the lobbies up, so it was random. So people have to remember that was all random. There was no selection there. Now, here's the thing. Now you are actually built into different echo chambers which means you have one group of people that are going to be successful on this game. And those people are competitive players. So if you're playing Vanguard right now, you are playing competitively or you're not having fun. So Mm -hmm. you are really good at the game and you understand the mechanics. You understand every single weapon, what's good, quote unquote, what's the meta. You cannot play these games without being science like a like a nerd at that game you have to mm-hmm. know everything and that goes with apex that goes with fortnite when fortnite was you going crazy with building and such you can see this each game you have to have a skill at that game now what's what's the balance here where is everybody going br everyone's mm-hmm. going to a br you got yeah. halo switch into a br possibly <clears throat> you have fortnite that's been around since 2017 20 and then you have Call of Duty since 20, 
20. Everything's switching to BR because it's balanced. Every gun changes every week because th things are balanced out. You can drop, you can jump in a game on uh, and be total shit at Warzone and drop 15, 20 kills because you are playing around the same balance there. Everyone is like, everyone's trying to do the same thing. You're trying to get to the final circle. It's not strategy. Now, there is strategy in Warzone, there is strategy in Rebirth, but is there? It's mostly mm. random gunfights that just yeah. happen. There's not like there's not a headquarters you have to capture. There's not a build battle happening on Fortnite where you have to get to the top. And guess what? You gotta heady the stuff and make sure everything's good. It's really just like it's a imagine it's just creativeness at at all at the end of the day. It's everyone just trying to. It's like a private lobby. I think mm -hmm. of rebirth almost like a private lobby because everyone's going for crazy shots. Every and if you are trying to win, that's great. But it's like a private type lobby feel, not like a public match where everything's going crazy. So where we're at with gaming is called the evolution of gaming because to fit the like back in the day, the only people that played video games like two thousand seven, eight, nine, ten were people that were super interested in that game mm -hmm. you wouldn't you wouldn't have a guy like gaming so versatile now you can jump from fortnite to minecraft to call of duty to formula uh forza and like you can like carry a skill over all games but back in the day you were like you stayed on one game that's why you had all these 10th prestiges that's why you had the race and the reward system that saucy was talking about but now it's diminished so you got versatility and the all and people like playing with friends apps like discord didn't exist you were in an xbox party uh crossplay didn't exist you you literally had your own niche of gaming you had to be good at it well guess what people people don't adapt when people don't adapt to the time they get mad at the time that's kind of, that's why all these people as they grow up they're like oh uh this guy uh, doing rock and roll that music's for the devil or oh iphones everyone's on their iphone no one's interacting in real life mm -hmm. it's literally the evolution of how the world works so our evolution mm -hmm. has met a point now in gaming to where Developers have to make something where everyone's going to benefit. Yeah. So they make these BRs. But you have the fandom of the game. So Call of Duty is still going to make a title. And they're still going to have game modes. Because they want to make revenue, brand share, all that other stuff with their competitive game. Mm -hmm. So when a, when, a, when a casual player goes into a competitive game, guess what? You haven't been playing that game all day like these oh. competitive players. So you're mm -hmm. going to hate that game. So it's your mindset, really. It comes mm -hmm. down to the mindset, how you look at it. If you want to play a Vanguard game right now or an Apex Legends game right now or a Valorant game or whatever, you have to be committed or you're wasting your time if you want to have fun because mm -hmm. they're built for those people to play. And I like the thing you pointed out for sure, especially when it comes to um, how you had said the, like as far as like adapting, that point, is so crazy the best example i could give and it's not even current like this was a few years ago like when i was uh how old am i now 21 my six literally like six years ago literally the first not i don't even six maybe seven years ago the first example with this advanced warfare we were used to boots on ground call of duties you know we're just used to regular movement the most advanced form of movement in call of duty at that time was a dolphin dive 
in Black Ops 2, Black Ops 1, that was the most advanced thing possible. Mm-hmm. And now here we are. I went from running on the ground, running around, and if I come into a lobby and guy has a sentry gun top window in his building and he's sitting on a head glitch and his buddy's sitting on the other glitch, well, oh, well, I am screwed. But now it's like, nah, they added this extra level, this extra element to your gameplay, advanced movement. That is the first, that is the first implementation of an increase of a skill skill gap as far as movement-wise to Call of Duty. Because think about it. I even talk about this with Gabe. For anybody who's watching this, you can literally even also check out the podcast I have with Gabe. It literally, in Black Ops 3, it was it was no, you weren't safe being a camper. You could, see, you could sit top window in, um on top of the, the second floor of one of the houses in Nuketown. That was cool. You weren't seeing the whole map. You thought you were on top of the world. Here comes me, high school me, sweating my lungs out in a hot room with my, el- with my, with my elbows on my knees and my thighs, sweating my life out with my headset cranked, maxed up. And I'm wall, and I'm wall running along the side of the bus. Jump up. I headshot you one time in the head. And you're like, oh, man, this guy's jumping around all over the place. And some people literally used to get mad at me. They used to send me death threats like, dude, you're ruining Call of Duty playing like this. But then I'm looking at it, and I'm like, he's saying I'm ruining it, but I've adapted to this. And I enjoy the fact that I adapted to it. But then again, you also got to think, not everybody's like me. Not everybody's like how Gabe was. Not everybody's like all these all these Twitch streamers and YouTubers sweating their lives away, adjusting to whatever Call of Duty they play in weeks, days, hours. Understand? So the first part, and a lot of people say they took out advanced movement. They did not take out advanced movement. Sliding, slide canceling, b-hopping, that is a that is a form of advanced movement. Do you not know how many times I win a gunfight or somebody loses aim assist on me because I decide to slide? Do you not know how many times I get all types of racial slurs from each coast of the United States because I'm slide canceling. I'm just sliding. (laughs) But it's like, you don't understand how much you doing that. You pressing. Okay. Some people have paddles. Some people play claws. Some people play whatever. But the fact that you decide to press your slide, slide, jump button. Do you not know the fact that you executed that perfectly? Do you not know how much that separates you from the rest of the Call of Duty base? And the thing with Call of Duty is they're trying to separate that. They're trying to put you together with everybody else that's in there, right? And it makes, to some extent, it makes sense. Because I'm going to be honest. If I was a guy that worked, let's say I'm just a guy who's working my hardest. 60-hour work weeks, I'm busting my butt. I'm going crazy. I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. And I come home and I have that one day to where it's like my boss is like, hey, you don't have to come in as early. And I'm like, nothing really to do. It's like 11 o'clock at night. Let me play Call of Duty. The last thing I want to run into is Gabe four times. <laughs> That's the last thing I want to run into. So to some extent, I'm looking at from their perspective. That guy may be like, I don't want to play. And I don't want to play against that guy after coming home from a long day of work. I haven't played this game in two weeks. So Call of Duty puts them in, in a protected bracket. Call of Duty has always had this protected back bracket, by the way. I'm going to go off on a bit of a tangent, but I'm going to say this right now. Call of Duty has always had this protected bracket. You make a fresh new account, Black Ops 3, Black Ops 2, what are you running to? Level 1s, level 2s, level 5s, level 6s. The second you start leveling up, you start sweating a little bit. You see a couple prestiges here and there. You know what I'm saying? They take you out that protective bracket because you just started the game. How in the world are they going to throw you in a lobby with a level 1000 and you just started the game? They always had that protective bracket. But now it's cranked up. 
because now a lot of people are watching a whole lot of more streamers. The pandemic just happened. A whole lot of people are in the house. A lot of people went from being a regular noob, a regular Joe Schmo, and now they're a Twitch streamer making five figures a month on Twitch because now they're great at the game. So you got to understand that bracket in their eyes, they feel like it needs to be there in order to protect that bracket because some people, they can't adapt. So they have to, they're a company. They have, they want to make money. It, it makes sense. It's a business. They have to cater to, they have to try to cater to everybody. So what do they do? They have this protective bracket because if they don't have this protective bracket, guess what? This game's going to be dominated by sweats and all the people that play the game casually are going to be aggravated all the time. So that's one thing with adapting. It's just, I feel like Call of Duty knows that everybody's adapting, so they're trying to satisfy everybody. So that's why everybody complains about skill-based matchmaking. There are some people that just can't adapt in life. And I understand a lot. They could just say, forget y'all, F y'all, go on with life if you can't adapt. But it's just one of those things where it's like, look, I'm losing money. That same guy that refuses to adapt, that guy spends a lot of money on skins every day. <laughs> speaking, speaking, on uh, speaking of adapt, adapting and um, changing. Yeah. Uh, we all watched, you know, professional Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. So, you seen how? Uh, who just won? Minnesota? The, no, no, no. The the major just now, right? Yeah, Minnesota, right? No, that was that. That no, 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 no. That was not Minnesota. It was so, at the Minnesota land. It was at, it was at their it was at their their event. But who yeah, won? It, it was it was at it was at Minnesota. Minnesota was their major, but the Los Angeles Gorillas won. That was right. one of the craziest majors I ever seen in my life. Wait, <laughs> speaking about adapting, now we get the topic and the topic of other orgs in the world. LA Gorillas at one point was the bomber. It was like the Seattle surge of the colleague down. Mm-hmm. So what shaped their roster to come back and be a team like FaZe, LA Thieves, Optic, Boston Breach, all these good teams that are starting to take shape. Mm-hmm. You know, let's talk about the other words. Let's talk about what they're doing in their college team and, and like Rank said, adapting. Because mm-hmm. these are pros that literally get paid to shit on other pros. Mm-hmm. 100%. Shields, I'm gonna let you take this one. I will. I, will yeah. talk as much. I mean, <laughs> I'll be honest. Good, I, yeah, go ahead. I'll be honest. I don't spend too much time watching the COD League, so I don't know. I don't know, man. I I, I don't spend time watching it too much, so I I know like the the top, like the bare minimum of it. I, mean, so I don't know. I mean, yeah, I okay. Know. Well, okay. The, I think I think what Ray Smith say. We're not talking about the COD League individually, not just yet. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the other orgs in the world. So like. Mm-hmm. You looking at FaZe, Optic, like okay. I said, Boston Breach, LA okay. Gorillas, LA Thieves. Like, look at what they're doing as a brand culture mm-hmm. to make them better than the next. To like, like I think we were talking about complexity the other day. Post Malone, what does Post mm-hmm. Malone do that attracts or LA Thieves? What are they doing that's attracting the likes of Drake? Uh, what's the guy that owns the Dallas Mavericks? Um, she was always talking about me. Like, Cuban, Mark, Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. What yeah. are you? What are they doing to attract those type of people into a gaming world? Where typically you've never you've never heard of Drake getting on Twitch and going playing with Swag and Warzone. Bro, imagine. Like imagine. Like, <laughs> imagine. So what, what, what are they doing that influences big time guys to join their brand? What what kind of brand awareness they have going on? So on a on a simple note, the people that are actually uh, investing in these places are smart. Okay. So it's not like they're convincing these people. They, the people are probably, for example, Cuban or Drake or whoever, they have probably like a, 
five or six it's like it's like picking a school when you're getting recruited Mm -hmm. you got like five or six choices that you're going to look at and you're going to go to the place that you have the best relationship with so the people that are in charge of the actual business relationships for 100 thieves or the business relationships with complexity the business relationships with phase they are in charge of getting these people exactly what they need to show that, hey, this is a great org to invest in because this is the money you're going to get out of it. So orgs that have potential or showcase potential are the ones that get invested into. Those orgs have more to offer than the other orgs. That's why they're getting invested into. And the better you're suited at that level asset-wise and the better you're suited as an awareness play, you get cooler names to be like, yo, I want to be part of this because... Not only do they get the cross-play of the audience, you get more gamers listening to Drake tracks now, or vice versa, you get more, um, uh, um, what's it called? You get Drake's viewers and audience actually like, oh, wait, our guy just invested in this team? Let's, let's look at it. So mm-hmm. you, it's, it's like a marriage of audience at the same time you, as, you know, hey, there's money that's happening. That reminds me, uh, I don't know if y'all was watching Phase back in the day, like 2010s. Early 2010s. Remember when they was uh, partnered with Logic, or they was doing a lot of stuff with Logic? Oh yeah, I remember they do that. that that's when they have like. Right. No, 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 Continue, continue, continue. Now that 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 puts me in a montage because like they was using Logic songs and and like I don't want to say kill comps and like montages and a lot of that branding. Yeah. And they wasn't you know getting in trouble for it at time, which I don't know if they still have that type of relationship now with Logic as they mm-hmm. did back then. They probably do, right. or probably on the back end somewhere. But I mean. That, and children's completely right. Like it's just a brand awareness, you know, mm-hmm. the startup. You feel me? I feel like going into something like that, it's not about what you know, it's who you know. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm Drake and Shields know me and Rake know me, and they'd be like, "Hey, man, you know, we got this team here, team habit." You know, what's up? Would you you want to collab with us for a video? And now, boom, that sinks in the teeth to now. Okay, yeah, the fans like you. Let's come back, come back. Come back, let's do another one. Okay, now swag isn't shit. Hey, great swag wanna do an interview with you. Like you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It just gives us that that wow factor. Like, oh, these motherfuckers had Drake on a podcast? Who mm-hmm. fucking these guys? Yeah, hundred percent. And it's also it's also, in my opinion, uh FaZe is a great example of this. It's it's diversity. You yeah. know, think about it. Like you have Snoop Dogg. People some some people just they they, they just follow Snoop Dogg. You know what I'm saying? Don't play video games, but they see Snoop Dogg wearing his chain. They're like, hmm, chain looks kind of nice. But it's like, well, what chain is that? Then you hear Face Clan. They're like, Face Clan. What's a Face Clan? You click yeah. on that, then it's like, hold on. You could maybe you maybe see Snoop Dogg post something on his Instagram, and then you're like, you click on it, and here is this gaming organization with like, however ten. Or I don't know how many Instagram followers they have right now currently. But a million? Something like that. So I'm, I'm actually gonna you know I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be the guy who gets it wrong. I'm eleven point eight million. Yeah, some yeah, some of them. You look at them and they have this Instagram page with eleven point eight million. Guess what? Now you're intrigued because that's how people that that's how everything works. Do you know how many big streamers have like that kind of audience just because they're the they're the top guys? Like there are people on Twitch that literally look on Twitch and they're like Who's the top guy for Warzone? They click it, they see maybe Huskers are streaming. He has 6K. They look at him. Maybe Swag streaming. He has like 11K. They look at him. They're just in there because he's the biggest guy. They want to know, oh, this guy has all these followers. 
but for what though? They're like, hmm, am I missing out on something? Because if there's 10,000 people in here watching something and I don't know about this guy, I have to be missing something. That gets them intrigued. So now obviously for one is how basically how they diversify. Because like like uh Saucy just said, they they picked up um uh they now have destroying. Mm-hmm. That that is a whole fan base that probably I mean they, they they definitely I I I watched a few destroying videos and I still play video games. I still watch some of the people that he makes videos with, even though I still play video games. It's one of those things where it's just like it's a familiar face almost. And it, it's nice to see a familiar face like, oh, maybe I like football and I play Call of Duty. Oh, it's cool that they brought destroying. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's like, oh man, that's cool. So now it's like how Shield said, a marriage mm-hmm. of two fan bases. And when you bring those two together, they have to be intrigued. Because so, I know there is somebody out there that watches every single one of these Shrink videos. They like all of his Instagram pictures. They watch all of his stories. And the fact that this guy is now part of FaZe, what are they going to do? They're going to follow FaZe. They're going to like all of FaZe's pictures. They're going to like the video that he posts on it's like, it's like he just joined a cult of fans. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he's, 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 he's literally... The man literally just, just scooped up a cope of food. Oh, God. Like, yeah, we're going over here today. That's what we're doing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, ran off on the yeah. stuff, You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and it really comes down to two things. It's either FOMO, fear mm-hmm. of missing it's fear of missing out. Like, so these investors are fear of missing out. They don't want to miss the train. Or it's opportunity. They see the opportunity. They jump on it. 100%. It's either one of those. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's definitely sums that a little bit up, you know. I really ain't got too much to add more on that because, I mean, in a sense, my emerging fan base just sounds nice. It looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to think about it. Most of his fans, like, I'm not going to say most of his fans, most of FaZe's fans are kids. You know what I'm saying? That is true. That so you got to think, they brought Destroying in to start their era of FaZe sports. Because, you know, he covers football. Him himself used to play in the Canadian Football League. He's possibly probably going to go to the NFL someday soon. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to look at what he's bringing in. It's about mutual value, you know. You got to look yep. what he's bringing to the table, what FaZe is offering him. FaZe, FaZe gave him basically a bigger platform to do what exactly what he's doing. They gave him a bag and a bigger, a bigger platform in exchange for more audience and a wider diversity of content. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, to y'all, that's only a good deal, but you got to dissect that shit. You got to look at the funny. behind it and too. What's, What's so funny is that people like uh, it's so funny because like how you had said, a lot of the f- people that are fans of FaZe and viewers of FaZe, like biggest fans of FaZe, they're the kids. Mm-hmm. But it's so funny how the only people that really dissect this stuff and really look at those opportunities the way like we look at them is people like us. Yeah. The older people, people in our age, people with our type of mindset. The only I kid you not. Oh my gosh, you literally go on the phase announcement saying new phase member. What was it? 12 p.m. uh Pacific Standard Time. Here goes people in the comment section. What it is joint phase now? Who's this joint phase now? They bring they bring anybody in the phase. And I'm like, you are so sh- like small-minded that you mm-hmm. can't even see like what that just what just happened. And that blows over their head. And it's like it's one of the things with adapting. It's one of those things you if you can't see that. You'll never be able to understand that. That's something you'll always be missing out on. It's just like they sit there and say, "Y'all bring anybody into phase." You know what kind of value all these people bring? <laughs> like De- destroying plays video games, hundred percent he does. But think about it. Now, 
Call of Duty players, because let's be let's be honest, we all know. Uh, for example, I, I know I know Shields definitely is into football. Saucy used to play football. Mm-hmm. Now it's like it's one of those things where it's like, oh, okay, they brought destroying it instead of like a dude, this guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because y'all have some type of inclination towards the sport of football. So now yeah. it's like off rip. You brought somebody, and it's like you, we already know who destroying was off rip. Not only because the story, but his platform and his fan base. And it's not like this guy's entirely just some guy who's sitting around on his on his ass all day with just a bunch of clout. Like, no, this is a guy who uploads on his own schedule, makes his own videos, orchestrates all his content, makes all his connections, and somebody at the size of FaZe said, hey, we see the value in you. Destroying says, I see the value in you too. Let's work together. The marriage of the two fan bases. But we're the only people that look at it like this. It's always just some internet warrior with no profile picture talking about some. This is a dumb move. I'm like, all right, bro. (laughs) But that's all that's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? 100%. 100%. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, of course. Right. So, and then this brings us to our last topic of the One Shot Podcast for today. Kali, you know, let's just talk, let's just dissect it. I know Shields stayed in here and we watched a little bit of Kali, but he, but we, we can talk about the junior colleague before, you know, you know, so we can lead into another podcast, give him a little, mm-hmm. little taste of the podcast to come. Um, Let's talk, let's talk competitive Call of Duty. I want to say this real quick. I'm just going to say this. Watching Call of Duty competitively is a different beast. Is I'm 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 gonna say this and look, I understand I I I create content for Warzone, but I, I do not like playing Vanguard. <laughs> I don't like playing Vanguard, and it's because I play pubs. I play, I'm a public match player. I'm a pub stomper. If I don't like playing pubs, if I can't play pubs, if I can't hop on pubs and drop like eighty kills and nuke or something like that, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm not I'm not inclined to play it. That's just that's just me. But I kid you not. Watching competitive Call of Duty is just like wicked. When you hear the caster, because it's one of those things where it's like, it's one of those things. It's almost like how it is with, um, almost like Call of Duty, like the way Call of Duty is now. Because you may think, oh, more players, more action, more kills, better. But no, you take it on a smaller scale, a four v four scale, and you only have two kill streaks. And you're only cycling between at most four or five maps, but it's so much more interesting. Not because of the content, the context. Why are you watching four people play against four other people? Because it's in a competitive format. And also on top of that, I love hearing when just casters just go crazy. You know what I'm saying? And I'm I'm gonna be honest, bro. Literally, bro. Like let's let's go to be honest. The optic fan base when it comes to competitive Call of Duty is insane. Like, literally, da- like, you'll see Scum get a kill, Dashy gets a kill, and all, right when Dashy gets a kill, all you hear is, throughout the whole crowd. Like, that is so, like, it's it's one of those, it's it's a feeling where it's just, like, it's unreal. You don't get that. Well, I mean, we probably could set something like that up for Warzone, maybe in the future, maybe, like, that mm-hmm. can happen. Maybe that could be, you know, um, put into fruition, something like that with Warzone. But it's already set in stone with competitive Call of Duty. So watching that is so fun, hearing the caster go crazy. The caster trying to keep up with what's going on. The caster giving up and being like, what the hell is going on here? Because <laughs> even he doesn't know what's going on. Like, literally, like, there are times, even when we watch our um, our own competitive uh, Call of Duty team, you know what I'm saying? We watch them in leagues and stuff like that. Like, we're just standing up on the edge of our seat. Like, what's, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? That's so interesting to me because we know they're not just playing casual. Like, these guys are... 
locked in. They're probably, like I said, elbows, elbows, elbows on, elbows on <laughs> eyes, elbows on knees, two inches from the screen. Like, yeah, y'all have seen how, how Illy plays on optic. Y'all have seen how Illy plays, like, locked. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's locked. So to see everybody play at that high of a potential, stakes are high. What you're playing for is intense. It's just so interesting to watch that. And the environment is literally it's esports, esports. Yes. You you can just replicate that. And sports, you like you said, you have announcers, you have that energy, you have that environment, you have that fandom. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You have that in esports as well. People go crazy for their team. People have allegiances to teams. Like they see so either they oh I've been watching this guy since I was 15 years old, or yo I love hex or I love this, I love Nate shot, I love watching this stuff happen because these either support the love of the game or it's just the fandomness of all of it combined it's sports literally and it's crazy to think how like i mean we've all we've honestly gotten to the point but it's just like it's nice to see like because at first the only league i knew offer it that had like a crazy fan base uh filling up stadiums and stuff like that that i had knowledge of was call of duty i don't call of duty csgo halo but now we have Fortnite. Right? we have valorant you know what I'm saying? now we have these other games now it's expanded to other games mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i remember when um what is it called i forgot the event i am so mad that i forgot the event but this was literally one hundred and thirty thousand people in a halo live stream watching halo play. oh there's a million people watching the league of legends ones yeah league of legends yeah league of legends got a lot of attention too that's worldwide. Mm-hmm. That, that was worldwide. Yep. Yeah. It's not just the nation. That was, that was worldwide. And to think about it, people from all over the place are just watching this, anticipating. They, like I said, they have their teams, they have their pickups, they have the people that they're going for. So to see that all those people merge into one area and are just people playing at that intensity, it's it's an experience. You just have to experience. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that, that's my take as far as that. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I was, I wanted to look it up just for some, some fun. They peaked League of Legends in twenty twenty two of this year. Mm-hmm. I, I said a million. That's that's a, that's like total viewers in the in the stream at one time on this event in twenty twenty two. Two hundred and eighty thousand concurrent average viewers were watching. Two hundred and eighty. Think about that chat. Think of, it's just going. That chat is just, that chat. You can't see it. It's just put it in slow mo. Put it in slow mo. Yeah. It's still going. <laughs> like you know how how much chat goes on with like a hundred people. Imagine two hundred and eighty k. Two hundred and eight, dude. Imagine literally, bro. We're sitting here watching a team get demolished, right? Or no, it's a one v one situation. Some guy just lets his nuts drag. He jumps off the top of the building. Three sixty. Click scope done. You know how crazy that chat would go if somebody were to do something like that. It would crash. Two hundred. The whole server would, cra- Twitch would crash. Twitch would crash. Twitch would crash. YouTube, or if it's on stream, if it's streamed on YouTube, it will crash. Something is crashing with that many people typing. Mm-hmm. That is insane. Yeah. That is so insane, bro. So honestly, it's just one of those things where it's just like, man, it's a sport. So to the people that think, why are all these people watching a video game? No, it's a sport. sport. It's like, it's like, it's to put it in the simplistic terms for people that don't agree in gaming is a sport. You got to think about this. You have all these 
like Red Bull. Red Bull is a drink company, but they have their own gaming section, Formula Racing section. Like yep. to sponsor players and call them mm-hmm. athletes, game mm-hmm. athletes, and it's things of sport. Mm-hmm. And you gotta think about it. Call of Duty and whether it requires just as much grind or not more than a professional sports team. Mm-hmm. Because you gotta think mm-hmm. about it. you got practice scrims every day. Hell, you gotta make sure your for a game is you gotta make sure your mental's right. If your mental's not right, your whole performance is going. You gotta know your role in a the team. There's no I. Like you can't just be. You can't. I mean, yeah, you could be a scump or illy, but sometimes like, you don't have to rely on a or shots. You don't have to rely on your team. You feel me? I know what's so funny, and this is one thing that I'm gonna point out when it comes to saying, like I say, I don't want to say that esports is more mentally draining or physically draining than another sport because. I'm going to have some guy, some middle-aged guy ready to set to be death threats and stuff trying to argue with me. So I don't want to make any exact points. But I will say one thing when it comes to Call of Duty. I want you to name to me one Call of Duty player on a professional esports team in the Call of Duty League that is a very, very great player on a very terrible team. And he still shines solo on that team. Impossible. Impossible. Not really. I mean, not, when Octane was on Seattle Surge, he definitely had his moments before before they left off. I mean, I'm talking like, I'm talking like, definitely. You put, I'm talking like, and like I say, somebody can feel free to disagree with me on this, but you put LeBron on a bad team. LeBron's still going to be LeBron. You know what I'm saying? Like, you give LeBron the ball, he's he's going to do what LeBron usually does, right? Mm-hmm. That's not how it is in Call of Duty. Because guess what? You, guess what? You're a great player. You kill that one guy off that spot because you always know people are on that spot. Guess what? You know people are on that spot, but somebody else is uh, set up to be bait. He's what well, his teammate up as bait. Now you're dead. You're the great. See, and no, everybody is going to overlook the great strategy you just did, the IQ you had, because why? You're dead. <laughs> you're dead. You got one kill and died. Nobody's going to anticipate, oh, man, that's such a smart move for him to do that. No, you're dead. LeBron can make a great play, a great ISO play. People are going to remember that no matter what. Carmelo can make a great play when he was playing no matter what. People are going to remember that. You make one great play in esports, especially in Call of Duty, you can make one smart play on a kill. Guess what? You're set up for your setup. He was set up as bait. Now you're dead. Your teammates aren't watching what they're supposed to be watching. Y'all are getting spawn trapped. Now you're 10 kills negative. Your teammates are freaking eight kill, eight deep negative. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's one of those things where it's like, it's one of those things where it's like team matters, especially now in Call of Duty. It matters so much because now everybody has gun skill. Who does not have gun skill? You may think, oh man, that guy sucks. That guy needs to retire. You 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 put you you want to go on that guy. You will run your bank account. Every ounce of it. But on there, he looks like he sucks. Why? He doesn't have a team. He can't like Mark tells me this all the time. You can't play like you when the people around you aren't watching when they're supposed to be supposed to. Like you could you like I said, you could you could watch our COD, our competitive team. Our players are gonna do their routes. That player can't do that route if every other base isn't covered. Because you're trying to do that route, but you're getting shot in the back. Then you're like, why am I getting shot in the back? Now you look like an idiot that just got shot in the back. So it's one of those things where it's like teamwork and having an established team matters so much. Mm-hmm. So much more. Because it's like, if your team isn't getting your... If you if you don't get that trade, guess what? 
he dies. Now he dies. Now he 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 he's he's letting his nuts drag. He got two kills. You know, picked up an MP40. Now he slide cancel. Now he killing everybody. Now four dead. Yeah, exactly. But y'all are all great players. Mm-hmm. But one guy didn't watch one thing. That's all that mattered. You know what I'm saying? And that that's 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 one thing we're watching Call of Duty. But we're, we're just playing video games, right? <laughs> we're just playing video games, right? You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's that, that's, just my, that's my thoughts on it. 100%. And you know, before before we end this podcast, I want to leave I want to leave the viewers or the listeners with this. You know, for every great player, there's probably two out there. 100. That's and I'm gonna leave you with this. Everybody, and I like I like censor, so I'm gonna pick on him. Everybody thinks <laughs> he's washed. You gotta remember, at one point in time, this man was shitting on Skunk, Nate shot, Clayster. Mm-hmm. He's a two-time national quality champion. People say he's washed. He's on Boston Bleach right now. Mm-hmm. He's back in the league. Do I think he's washed? Personally, no. I think he just needed a good team behind us around him, like Wayne said. But mm-hmm. in terms of comp- comp- competition that's regular, you would not know what it feels like unless you're in there. To be in a game you setting, you know, you can, everybody can say you're going to use this, you're going to use that. You forget he's going against pro players when he's been out the game for three years. These aren't these aren't scrubs. These aren't scrubs you're playing against. <laughs> the alarm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but literally, I'm 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 gonna like I'm I'm I've been talking too much, so I'm just yeah. gonna say this small little piece. Like, and you know what? And also, I know me know me. See the mirror links that that in the in the podcast. I'm gonna let Shields do it today. Let's oh wow, let Shields do it today. Okay, okay. Uh, Before that, I just, just want to say one thing. One one thing real quick. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I just do want to say. Please, to anybody, and if you currently do this, I'm going to need you to stop doing this. Please stop bashing and booing those competitive players. Please stop that. Please. Because you don't understand what it's like. Like, you take take um, take um, Crimsix, for example, right? Crimsix is an amazing player. He's been on um, amazing you know, rosters. Amazing player on some amazing rosters. He's played with, what, Formal, Scump, Karma, literally a god squad and then now he's on the new york subliners and he's on a crazy lose streak please stop booing these guys please stop saying these guys are washed like i said they're not washed it is a team effort extremely when it comes to call of duty as you're sitting here booing somebody do you not know how much mental he's putting into this game do not know how much he is like <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like i watched the new york subliners play as <laughs> It's like you can see them because usually after like an S and D round, you know they, they they bump fists. You know even if they lose, they still bump fists. I'm always looking at them; they didn't even bump fists, and I'm just like, oh my gosh! Now now it's messed up with them mentally because it's just like, why am I even playing this? I'm gonna lose. Oh, NYSL versus Atlanta Phase. Why am I playing this? <laughs> I'm the NYSL. Why am I playing this? He gets that he may have a great chance of losing. Please do not be the guy sitting up there saying, you're trash, you're washed, you're going to lose. Dude, it's one of those things where it's he can't single-handedly beat the Atlanta Phase. You can get a four-piece trade. Guess what? You may have killed them in a spot, but they already have spawn set up. So they're going to spawn two inches away from you. You're dead anyways. So your four-piece goes out the window. <laughs> Now your now your team's four dead. So it's one of those things where it's like, look, man, nobody can single handedly do this stuff, man. Yeah, I get it. From your perspective, it looks like he's getting shit on. But you gotta understand, these guys, 
they're challenged. This is their bread and butter. This is their nine to five. This is their passion. This is their their hunger. This is what they always want to do in life. So you can't doubt them. You know, I'm well, you can. You can have all the doubt in the world you want of a person, but you cannot not show that you don't see their talent. Because at one point in time, their talent got them to where they are now. You will never be in that position that they are in. Again, if you were, I guarantee my entire bank account, you wouldn't be saying the same thing. Exactly. You wouldn't be saying, oh, you're trash. Oh, man, I'm in your position. Well, this isn't even that bad. Shit. Bullshit. <laughs> you're not in that position. But, you never will be in that position. Yeah. And, uh, and, yeah, just to, you know, I know we're going a little bit off topic. You know, yeah, 100%. Mr. Schultz, he wanted to outro. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. So that was really fun. That was a really fun conversation. We talked a lot about gaming, the interesting stuff about where Call of Duty is, where gaming is. A little bit more about, uh, you know, what's going on in the world of gaming, particularly on the organization level. Then we got into Kyle League. Whole fun stuff of of talking points. But just remember, uh, this show goes on weekly. So catch us next time. On the One Shot Podcast, this has been Shields, Ranks, and Saucy here signing off. Yes, sir. Yo. Peace. Peace.